Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 37 of Inbound Sales Journey. I am joined by Greg McKenzie in studio. Just kidding, Greg. Is there an office, a studio? I don't know. In, in, in case, office. Yeah, in this case, I'm just going to go in office. In office. We're in office together on this one, which is exciting. And we are gearing up for an awesome Easter weekend coming up. We hope that you guys are as well. And in our last episode, we talked a little bit about cold calling versus cold emailing or just calling versus emailing in general and some ways to approach that at your agency. So if you are interested in that, go ahead and hop over and listen to that episode either before or after this one. But today in this episode, we are going to be tackling CEOs or agency owners trying to sell the good, the bad, and the ugly of that. Uh, Gray, this has been your situation for a couple of years until I came in uh, back to the agency and kind of headed up sales for us. Like a wrecking ball, I like to say. Like a wrecking ball. I did Miley proud. And uh, so, Gray, I think you're going to have probably the most to say about this. So I'm going to let you take it first, and then I might chime in here at the end and talk about how I came in like a wrecking ball and saved saved you from yourself. I think that's generally what happens with wrecking balls is they do save things. So, <laughs> mm. Touche. Okay, so I don't think that there's going to be a ton that we dive into here, Ryan. We've talked about this a little bit back in season one of the podcast, but when you're in that situation as an owner or as the manager of the agency and you find yourself in that situation where you're in sales, what does that look like? What's the upside? What's the downside? I mean, number one is it takes time. It's something that has to happen. The agency doesn't keep going without sales. So it takes time. That's what you have to do in our situation at Guava Box. We chose before bringing Ryan, before bringing you on as our head of inbound sales, we chose to hire a project manager and some of the delivery team before going with salesperson to replace us. And the large reason for that in our case was we just had a stronger system on the delivery side than on the sales side to bring somebody into and, and feel good about positioning them for success. So, I have a couple of thoughts here. One is I think that if you are a CEO or you're a founder at an agency and you can't sell, I think that that's not something you can't overcome, but I think that is a liability. Me personally, I really didn't like selling at first. Uh, it's not my favorite thing to do, but I felt like that's something that I needed to be able to do. And if I can't, and Andrew, my co-founder, if we can't communicate our vision effectively to a prospect we're probably in the wrong business and we're going to struggle to build a team and an agency that it's going to scale. So I think on the plus side, hopefully as the CEO or as the co-founder at an agency, you are able to communicate the vision as effectively as anybody else, probably more effectively than, than anybody else until they've, they've been there for a while. And you're able to share that vision and generate excitement in a prospect. But obviously it comes to like the sales process entails a lot more than just setting a vision and creating excitement. It's about how you connect with people. It's about knowing what services your agency offers, past work that you've done, being able to share case studies and those kinds of things. That's all the information that you as someone who's a co-founder 
as the CEO of an agency should have and should know as well as or better than anybody else there. So that's the plus side is you are the person who's equipped with the most information and uh, intimacy with subject matter than anyone else. So you should be able to, on those fronts, informationally at least, you should be able to communicate this as well as anybody else. So you, you have a lag up in that, in that situation. Now the downside is the bad of being the CEO who's trying to sell is obviously it takes time and it's taking you away from the other things that you could be doing, which is working with existing clients and spending time building out the systems and the people and the human ca- investing in the human capital to scale your agency. And that ultimately became the drag that we just couldn't couldn't keep up with anymore was as we were trying to scale the agency and grow there just wasn't there weren't enough hours in a day to manage both things and we were fortunate to find Ryan and bring him onto the team and be able to pull him away from his current sales job to come join what we were doing and work with us to scale Guava Box but it really does come down to that that's the balance that you have to strike if you're the CEO who's in that situation just a couple quick tips if you find yourself in that situation one is you may feel like, look, we don't have the resources right now to hire somebody else, but I would say when you find good people, everyone gives us advice and it's really hard to follow when you're trying to bootstrap or you're at a young company, but bring on the best people you can find when you can find them, not not necessarily like build around the people, not necessarily just uh, like the time to start looking isn't when you need that person completely and you can't handle anything else. That's that's a little too late and you're kind of behind the eight ball if that's the situation that you fall into. But I think it really comes down to structure and organization and being able to build a system and a schedule and stick to that with consistency that's going to allow you to succeed. When we've struggled with sales prior to having Ryan on board, it was the struggle of too much client work and not being disciplined and continuing with sales. And so we, we would hit that stair-step type of growth where you sell, then you have to deliver on all that. So you put sales on hold or you go deliver. Then you lose somebody or you wrap up a project and you realize you need more sales. So you focus back on selling. Then you need to focus back on delivery and this constant stair-step instead of the more smooth. It's never going to be completely smooth, but a little bit more smooth and predictable scaling of the agency. So I would say just being disciplined and scheduling, saying I'm going to do prospecting for this hour from the the 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. hour. I'm going to do prospecting and outreach. I'm going to have sales calls in the hours of 10 to noon and then again in the later afternoon, 3 to 5. And in these other hours, here's here's what I'm doing. So I think being as uh, structured about that as possible is kind of what it requires to make things work well if you're in that situation. Great. I think the stair-step approach is something that a lot of agencies can relate to. When you're the CEO or the the founder and you're trying to sell, you're probably trying to do a lot of other things as, as well, right? You're, you're probably in the early phase. You're trying to build the team. Maybe you're just thinking about starting an agency. You're about to start it. You've, you've had it for a while, but you've struggled to get out of that model. And I think that that's where hiring a dedicated salesperson can can really be helpful. And I think a lot of people think, well, salespeople are expensive or I'm not, you know, sure how to do this. I, I think that, you know, one thing we're gonna talk about, you know, in future seasons and episodes here, Gray, is the compensation plans and things. But if as long as you structure the compensation right, you structure the plan right, you get good incentives for people to sell well, like 
I think the value that a good salesperson brings, the consistency that they bring, the growth that they bring, most salespeople expect to be paid well for what they do because in a sales position, like you said, great, nothing happens in any company ever until that company gets a sale. It's an important job, and it's a job that you really want someone who is competent and, and good at to be doing. And when you try to take that on to yourself as an owner, while you're also trying to manage the project work and the marketing and the books and the, all the operations, and you know, all, there's just so much there that I think it, it kind of holds you back. And I can't see how a lot of agencies get out of that stair-step approach without bringing someone on to do sales. So if that's something that you're struggling with, consider that. Consider why that is and, and think about hiring a salesperson. But you might end up paying a lot for that salesperson. It might, you might have to budget that in with profits and things. But there are a lot of salespeople that by nature are high risk, high reward that, you know, a high percentage compensation for performance plan, you know, would be very appealing to them versus you just paying them a salary anyways. So most salespeople only get paid if they're really helping make a difference anyways. And I think that's, you know, and I've talked to some other agency owners and I've had some people email me, you know, after listening to our podcast and talk about, you know, I'm thinking about this compensation plan or I'm not sure about this. Can you help me with this? You know, they're afraid of that, but you need to look at the bigger picture of what you're doing to your agency, how you're helping your agency by bringing in that consistency, getting out of that stair step and, and trying to make that a smoother curve up and to the right. Um, and, and yeah, so I've talked, I've been fortunate to be able to talk with a lot of agency owners, you know, through do inbound. And we've talked about this a lot. And, uh, and I think that it's something that needs to be given some some serious consideration on how do I get myself as an agency owner out of this as my primary role or one of the eight primary roles that I have. How do I get this off my plate? So because I'm not able to give it enough attention to make it be consistent. Yeah, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense, Ryan. And I don't have a whole lot else to add to that. Is there anything else you want to throw in? Nope, I think that's good. You want to wrap us up? Sure thing. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. The one thing I will say is if you would like to get a copy of the ebook that we've put together covering the common objections we've heard when selling inbound services and how to answer those, you can go to doinbound.com slash objections ebook and grab that there. All right. Well, we are approaching the end of season number three of this podcast. It's been a great season. We are grateful for the feedback, the emails, the input from you. And uh, look forward to engaging with you. As always, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at Ryan R. Herman or at S. Gray McKenzie or via email. And we'd love to chat with you. Until next week, have a happy Easter. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe? Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.